Welcome to the Dermastore Podcast. A chat about all things skincare, skin health. And if you're a real skin nerd, we, we hope, hope you'll, you'll join, join the, the conversation. conversation. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Dermastore Podcast. Hey, Laura, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks, Greg. How's it going? Good, good. Today's such a wonderful topic. I can't believe we're finally getting to it. Such a big one, and especially at this time of year. But before we dive into it, let's do our little podcast tradition. What did you use this morning? We had to actually test a, a new product because it was under reformulation. So we wanted to see what this reformulation was all about. Ah, I know what you, yeah. Okay. So I cleansed with the Effaclar cleansing, Effaclar H cleansing cream. It's now called Isobiome. And that's because they've added in their probiotic from the La Roche-Posay thermal spring water. Okay. And it was wonderful, very creamy, very lathering. Um, so yeah, it felt like a great cleanser. So happy with the formula. Um, and then I just applied my ZO Skin Health Daily Defense, Daily Power Defense, which is, I love it because it's an antioxidant and moisturizer in one. And then just popped on a color sign sunscreen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. And what did you get up to this? I'm testing a whole bunch of soaps at the moment, interestingly, like bars. Like soap bars? So yeah, soap bars. Yeah. It's a little ongoing side hustle project. But um, so I actually used one of those on my face, which is not normally something I would ever do, but it actually worked quite well. And then I used, I was still going through SkinCeutical C for Relic, so that's fantastic. The Martyrdom sunscreen. I think I spoke about this last time. So yeah. I'm still on that, but the Martyrdom sunscreen been finished today so that's i'll be moving on to something else okay well can't wait to hear what that would be but such uh, i don't know i might just read <laughs> carry on using that Stay one it's with such it. a good product so good. awesome yeah, so very simple this morning glad to hear we're wearing sunscreen in winter absolutely um winter i must say this is my second winter in cape town and it's chilly. This it one, I feel like it's quite cold. And you get those beautiful days in between where it's warm and it's like feels a bit more like summer again. And then whack, like yesterday, it was just freezing again. So. Yeah, it's so crazy. And I feel like, do you feel like you've had to adjust your routine or change anything during winter? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I like pack on the moisturizers in the evenings. I find I have to, especially in the shower, I can't use a, maybe like a traditional bar of soap. Okay. I'm only allowed to use one specific one as per Dr. Webster. But I find in winter, you kind of have to move over to like an oil or yeah. something that's a little bit more nourishing on the skin. Definitely. Um, so I find that helps a lot. And that is actually a perfect segue into our, our topic for today, which is atopic eczema or eczema. And in the studio, we have Dr. Webster. Good morning, Dr. Webster. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. This is actually one of your... Um, specialities, isn't it? It is, yeah. Along with skin cancer. Yes, mm -hmm. because it's, um, it's a very debilitating condition, especially atopic eczema for many, many patients. So it causes a lot of misery, actually, you yeah. know, for a lot of patients. So you actually just said uh, um, atopic eczema, which is actually one of my questions I have for you, Dr. Webster, is, is there a difference? Because on support, people say, I have dermatitis. So now when they say dermatitis, do I take that as eczema? What What is their difference? Uh, it's no difference. So dermatitis, all dermatitis means is just inflammation of the skin. So the words dermatitis and eczema are synonymous. They okay. can be used interchangeably. Okay, so they're the same thing. They're the same thing. And now, for example, I mean, I was just telling Greg about 
in the shower because my skin is drier. I don't have eczema because I have dry skin, hey? No, so you, you can just have a dry skin often leads onto an eczema. Okay. So a dry skin will just be a rough dry skin. If neglected, it, it starts itching. And then when it, once it starts itching, then you get dermatitis or inflammation, and then it's an eczema. But, okay. the, but the dry skin can lead onto eczema. Okay. So that's an interesting thing that you just said there. Now, is that one of the identifiers that if your skin starts becoming itchy, that indicates eczema? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Are there different types of eczema? Is it one one size fits all? Or we often see um, youngsters have eczema on support. So parents or moms will inquire on dermastore support about what can they do for their kids. And we often see it on babies and on in their arms and on their legs. Um, so are there different types of eczema and does it affect all ages? Yes, there are. There are two big groups. We get what we call exogenous eczemas. That's from outside factors. And that's like irritant contact dermatitis you can get allergic contact dermatitis you can get what we call photodermatitis so the sun can trigger things so that's from external factors and then you get internal endogenous and that's where the commonest is atopic eczema okay. so atopic eczema is where there's a genetic predisposition towards asthma hay fever and eczema then you get other internal types of eczema like seborrheic dermatitis like numular eczema, like stasis eczema. But the one that causes the most problems is atopic eczema. Okay. And, and that's more where there's people with asthma, hay fever, and eczema. And that come, often comes on in, in childhood mm -hmm. or in infants. And sometimes it can be, a, uh, some people have eczema from the day they're born to the day they die. So you they know? carry it through for their for whole their lives. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And is there a link between dry skin and eczema? And is that an hereditary thing? There is. Approximate, there is a condition called ichthyosis vulgaris, means a genetically dry skin, where there's a problem with the production of filagrin, which is a protein in the stratum corneum. So approximately 20% of patients with atopic eczema have ichthyosis vulgaris. A what? Ichthyosis vulgaris. Ichthyosis vulgaris. Ichthyosis means like a fish scale. Okay. So if you look at the people's lower legs, it looks like a, it looks like a fish scale. And you said so filagrin, it's a g again, it's a genetic predisposition. They're born that way. They're born that way. Okay. So they'll have it their whole lives. Oh, wow. And often the, it's quite an easy way of diagnosing whether you've got it. You just mm -hmm. look at the, your palms and if you've got hyperlinearity, if you've got increased skin markings on your palms and you've got a dry skin and there's other people in the family with dry skin, you have got ichthyosis vulgaris. And what does that mean? What must I do? Well, you've got to use the right products. Okay. What's the... Okay, I'm learning something now. This is amazing. So actually just having dry skin can be... It's not just because of the weather. You're actually genetically yeah. born with it. You're okay. genetically born with oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are like a lot of controversial things that people talk about when it comes to eczema and what the, what you can use what you can't use how you should control it when you should treat it because i don't think it is just a winter condition and I'm, I'm sure it exacerbates in winter but i think it's a, a, like you said we have it our whole lives um but it can worsen in winter is that true that is correct so especially now in South Africa, in the high felt, the, 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 the humidity is very dry there. Mm. So often people in that 
in that they've got heaters, electric blankets, so the, the, the uh, humidity dries out, the air becomes drier, and often eczemas are worse. Uh, in Afrikaans, they're called winter exeum, so it's, it's, it's a common thing. Okay, and so the myth that I was talking about is, um, I know that a lot of moms also say, well, my kid has a nut allergy, and now they've got eczema because of the allergy. Is, that, is, that, is there a link between eczema and allergies? So in the past, people thought, hey, we're talking about atopic eczema, they thought it was primarily an allergic condition. And now there's a bit of controversy about all these various theories. So allergic, like if you rolled on the grass, for example, and you got itchy skin from the yes. grass, allergic. So they thought it was primarily an allergic condition, but now we know it's primarily a disturbance of your epidermal barrier. So you have an abnormal epidermal barrier with ichthyosis vulgaris, and as a result of that abnormal epidermal barrier, you get exposed to the allergens. So the, you do have allergy, but it's a secondary phenomenon. Okay. So the primary problem is a disturbed epi epidermal barrier. And what's that saying that you love? You have to keep the... The bad stuff out and the, the good, good stuff, stuff in. in. Yeah. Okay, so if you've got an impaired barrier, gaps and cracks in the skin, exactly. it allows for invasion of these irritants. A an allergen. You build up an allergy to the, to the grasses. Okay to the house dust mite. So mm. that allergy is a secondary phenomenon. Okay. And I think in the past people concentrated on the allergies, but I'm a dermatologist, we must concentrate on treating the skin. Atopic mm. eczema is a skin disease. Many young parents, people, often the caregivers suffer as much as the, the patients do. What are the kind of practical things that you can give parents, caregivers who maybe have children suffering from eczema? You must use the right products literally from birth. So as far as cleansers, certainly in small babies, um, I recommend a, a, a liquid cleanser. But as adults, I always say to my patients, whether you use a bar of soap or a liquid cleanser as a personal preference. But the important things are it must be it must not strip your skin of the normal lipids because there's bars of soaps and there's bars of soap exactly it must not strip your skin of the normal lipids it must respect the skin's microbiome and uh and and must not be irritating so unfortunately a lot of the soaps you buy in the supermarkets have a ph of about 10 well your, your ph of your skin is 5.5 uh, and some of them, unfortunately, are medicated. So you have medicated alkaline soaps, which are a disaster. And that is completely disrupting that exactly. skin barrier. Yeah. Okay. So it's stripping your skin of the normal fats. Mm. And it's also disturbing the skin microbiome. So, so what is microbiome? What do you mean by that? So on our skin, we have normal bacteria, yeasts. Uh, mites that live there. Is that similar to the, when we talk about um, flora or yes, in, in your, our gut? In, in your gut and even in your mouth, you know. So they're normal bugs that live there. Healthy bacteria. Yes, exactly. Good, good and bad, but <laughs> yeah. the good often supports the the overall health of the ecosystem. And with problem with atopic eczema, that if that microbiome is disturbed, then you get an overgrowth of something called Staph aureus. The bad bacteria. That's a pathogenic. It, it's not normally there. And that's where you get impetigo, you get boils, etc., etc. And this, that is sort of a severe form of eczema. Well, it's a complication of the eczema. So often with kids with atopic eczema, you get secondary uh, bacterial infection. Because I must say, microbiome has become a really um, big topic lately. And we've seen probiotics taken internally 
and we're starting to use them topically now um, to help you know rebalance the microbiome um, and the diversity on on the skin with all the different good bacterias okay so skin barrier function and microbiome is yes. critical A- to maintain yes and pH so and those pH. are the three things okay. you, you want to have the you want you got your called your acid mantle which protects your skin you want to respect the microbiome you don't disturb the microbiome and you want to with your cleanser or with your moisturizer you want to try and put the natural lipids back into the skin okay excellent that's really helpful that helps a lot and you did say though from birth why is that so important because i mean obviously a, a, a infant skin is more delicate and you don't want to just disturb those, those all those things we've mentioned. From but we don't want to start that bad habit of exactly. disrupting the barrier exactly. from a young exactly. age. Exactly, okay. because then you're going to disrupt the epidermal barrier, and then you're going to expose the child to to allergens. Then you can build up that allergy as a and secondary. And for example, phenomenon. like especially also if you predispose, so. As a parent, I know that I have asthma and hay fever. Your child will most likely carry that through. So even more important from a young age to use the right products. Um, and then, shame, does this poor kid have to keep using these products for the rest of their life? Unfortunately, they do, especially if they've got ichthyosis. It's a lifelong thing. And often I see children get atopic eczema at different ages the eczema appears in different areas so infantile eczema it's often on the cheeks as they get older it's often in the folds so i've seen um, children that actually grow out of the eczema but then they become hairdressers uh, skin therapists uh, chefs and then they develop hand eczema you've got to look after your skin if you've got that predisposition it's a lifelong commitment Mm. It's very important to reiterate that point because people think that some products are just like correctives and they can use them once or twice and maybe sometimes there's the cost factor associated to that treatment and then they stop using it and then you end up going back to square one. Because it's gone. It's healed. It's gone. It's healed. It's gone. Yeah. But it's the ongoing maintenance. So specifically, can we talk a little bit about some of the products that we recommend on Dermastore? I know, I mean, Aven is very powerful in this space. The Xerocalm, we talked about um the liquid cleansers and the bars of soap they've got the Xerocom bar which is fantastic as well i think it's got a nice skin friendly ph and they've got the Xerocom lipid replenishing oil which is also fantastic because that doesn't strip the skin barrier in it i mean that's that oil i i like to use uh, yeah just because it's so comforting and hydrating and it you can feel it restoring the skin barrier or it's just nourishing and then the thermal spring water spray and obviously the thermal spring water has uh, uh, microbiome benefits and the the moisturizer they're great products and i think what is v- nice about them it's a sterile formulation so it's all fragrance free and uh, as i mentioned with atopic eczema the big thing is secondary bacterial infection so tubs are often cheaper uh, but we call, we talk about pot care so if you take the lid off a tub, you mustn't put your fingers in it because then you get bacterial contamination. So the beauty about the Even, it's the sterile containers, it's, uh, airless pumps, and you can't get bacterial contamination. It's a one-way. It's a one-way. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a one. Specifically for eczema because they're just so prone to that yes. infection. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they're, they're preservative-free. It's a sterile thing. And when you pump it, 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 it pumps out one direction. Yeah. So it's, it's impossible 
to get uh, the, the the product can get contaminated. contaminated. Okay. Yeah, it's very elegant products. A cream is just not enough, and you you know you can't just buy a moisturizer. You actually need to look for a little bit more of a treatment product, mm. like the Venzerocom that has the right ceramides, the right lipids. Mm. It's got back you know, probiotics to restore that skin barrier. So there's a little bit more to it if you have eczema. For example, me, I just got dry skin, so I just need to nourish the skin. But if you have eczema, the barrier and microbiome all really, really important. Um, when do we sort of intervene? When, when, is, when do you step in, Dr. Webster, um, in terms of eczema? Because obviously now we can recommend this to the patient um, online through support. But when, when is there a point that you need to step in for the patient? So these products are great. And in fact, clinical studies have shown with like a Ven, Zerocom, that product on its own can actually relieve mild eczema, mild itchiness. But sometimes you get to a point where the scratch itch scratch cycle is so bad, and that's where we need to prescribe a, a, a prescription product, like topical corticosteroid creams or a calcium neurone inhibitor. You've got to try and break that scratch itch scratch cycle, otherwise this eczema will persist. And then and you would use then Avene in conjunction Definitely. with your yes. cortisone? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then once you've sort of broken that scratch itch scratch cycle wow that is a mouth twister um you would then maintain yes yeah so obviously the cortisones you don't want to use for any length of time uh fortunately the calcium neuron inhibitors can be used there's no cortisone in there you can be used safely on the face but that is a prescription product and it is a little bit more expensive but the other thing maybe to mention is that there is this steroid phobia so some people are petrified of using, or parents or patients, of using cortisone, and they're actually depriving their children of decent treatment. So I see some... So they, they don't want to use cortisone? They, they don't want to use cortisone. And will anything break? Then how do you break that scratch? It's scratch. Well, then it's, sometimes you can use the calcium neuron inhibitors. Uh, but they're not quite as effective as the topical cortisone. Well, I think it's just, again, like you said, I mean, a big part of eczema for your patients is just counseling them and exactly. you know, educating them on what their lifestyle habits need to be for the rest of their lives. Um, and if we can start implementing these small things and changes, like using the right creams and soap, you can already make such a difference. Definitely. It's often the simple things that are very important. Okay, well, great. Thanks so much, guys, for that uh, very informative topic. Thanks, Dr. Webster, for joining us again. That was, uh, I learned so much, actually. Thank you so no, much. No, it's a pleasure. And I think the important thing is this is often a lifelong commitment. Mm. Yeah. So you would only need to really listen to this podcast once and then, and then, and then you sort it. But there you know? are obviously other things. It's a yeah. complicated subject. You know, there's a lot of other things we can go into, but we don't have enough time for like, that. Like we said, if you just get the basics right, it's the best start you can get, yes, basically. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. The foundations are there. Don't forget to subscribe if you're keen to learn more about what we have to say. We would also really love your thoughts, ideas, and any questions you have for future episodes. You can email us on pod at dermastore.co.za.